Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi What's going on, guys? Alhamdulillah, how are you? Alhamdulillah, doing well. So I want to welcome you guys and our listeners back to the Safina Society podcast. This is episode one of season two. For our listeners just tuning in for the first time, uh, I am your host, Moin Sayed. Uh, I'm just a regular guy here in Central Jersey. I'm working with... Uh, Three of my uh, good friends and, and teachers here, alhamdulillah. Uh, so I have with me Dr. Shadi Al-Masri, our resident scholar on the podcast, as well as in Central Jersey. We have Ilyas Lahoz, also known as Alex Lahoz. Uh, you know, a brilliant... Uh, <laughs> let's just leave it at alhamdulillah. He's a very smart guy. And we also have uh, Saad Afridi. He's our sound engineer and also closet... Uh, Philosopher. philosopher why do you always pause when you say that <laughs> when i say closet yeah so we were rehearsing. leaving the, leaving them hanging man so, so we tried to do this intro like three times and i said closet and then pause three yeah. times and yeah. i don't know i think it's like just you can't complete it i think it's just we, like we, i like fear for the next word that's gonna come out <laughs> after after closet well nowadays you could be closet more than like just you know what it used to be like yeah you could be a closet anything nowadays yeah. you actually just expressed you know upsetness about possibly being referred to as gay and that's got to be problematic for a lot of people, first of all. Well, you could just be closet normal now. Yeah, yeah. Most people... Clo- Wait, mo- what does that mean? <laughs> that means throughout your everyday life, as you're going about in public, yeah. where yeah. people are judging you, yeah. you hide the fact that you believe in God oh, okay. and that you think that there's... That you sorry, believe that there's codes. two genders yeah. only. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you, you, you're just a normal person. So, because that that in itself is is the what new, was considered normal like fifty years ago is no longer yeah, normal. Is the new weird? Yeah, right? it's the yeah. new weird. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, Abdul Hakim Murad, yeah. he has a he has one of his contentions said something. Uh, I'm paraphrasing that the only thing that's profane to do in public now is pray. Unbelievable. Subhanallah. It's kind of true. Actually. That's true. No, actually, there there were two. There's like a family in England, there or maybe Australia. They were praying in a park. Australia, the neighbor yeah. called. Like the neighbor called the police. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> They're just that, doing. That doesn't s- shock me though. Yeah. You know, but here's the funny me. thing though. You know that Sejda, the Sejda position in England with all the soccer players, it's actually getting really popular even amongst non-Muslim youth. Just right? to do the Sejda. Yeah, like uh, playing five aside. Uh, I've actually seen like non-Muslim youth. They'll score, and his celebration was to go into a Sejda position. I don't even know if he knows what it is, right? But you know how they'll score a goal and then they'll do like the plane. They'll take the shirt, put yeah, the shirt yeah. over their head, do all these different things, right? Such is like, Such is like really popular now I'm in, mm, in football. There you go. Yeah. So um, today, actually, I want to talk about an interesting topic. Something that I came across is, uh, and, and it's a topic that unfortunately I, I found is not addressed as widely and not talked about as openly as it should be, mm-hmm. which is the topic of evolution and science. Mm. Um because over the t- course of history, you know, things like the Catholic Church, you know, re- other religions such as, you know, for example, the Catholic Church, right? Mm-hmm. Christianity and Christendom has always been in many points in history with contention in contradiction to science and they've opposed science mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't actually see that with the Muslim empire. Well, right. As much. I would say, you know, you actually don't see it, you know, you, you see Muslim scientists working alongside religion and their entire purpose of, mm-hmm. you know, working in science is to prove Allah and his existence and the existence of the message and the truth. Now, I feel like, at least I feel this way, and I could just be wrong, but I feel like now we've come to a point, especially with, you know, the theory of Darwinian evolution, um, this contention, which is, does the Quran say something different than 
what is science? I'll give you the general principle about Islam and science is we go with the science. We go where the observations go because the author of the book, the Revelation, is the same creator as the universe. You're not going to find contradiction. And where the observations that we make and the theories that we draw out of those observations, in other words, we extrapolate and induce theories based on limited observations, if any theory leads to something that crosses the boundaries of revelation, then we simply say you haven't observed enough, right? Your theory's wrong. Right. And so that's how simple it is. So we follow the science, we encourage the science until it crosses a boundary, right? And at that point, you well, realize that the theory must be wrong. But what do you say about, you know, people who will say that the theory is correct, it's our interpretation of the Quran which is incorrect? Right. Well, the, the Quran is correct and the theory is correct and, and all those all, all those people from the modernists about a hundred years ago, their theories about Quranic interpretation end up becoming um uh, sorry to say laughable when you fast forward and you discover more things. So let me give you a simple example. When seven planets were discovered, what did inevitably certain modernist Muslim thinkers or I can't they can't even be scholars at that point. But thinkers, what did they say? Did you say it was the firmament? They said it was the seven heavens. That we, there you go. We discovered the seven skies, right? right. The seven firmaments, the Samoa to Seba, that we discovered them. And then like two weeks later, they actually discovered two more planets or whatever. Like, you know, years later, they discovered two more planets, right? So it becomes a, a laughing, uh, you know, a laughing matter at that point. So we have the same thing happening today with people taking the theory of evolution, okay, and actually trying to, uh, what, what was the phrase that you said? They try to torture the text to fit I the theory. I said that. Yeah. Is that what you said? To torture the text yeah. Yeah. to fit the theory. Right? And and to me, you're going to be another laughing stock in 20 years because the theory is going to change. Actually, I wanted to bring a book with me that I found in my um, sister's, had my sister's name on it, like a childhood book, in which it's literally telling children that man was ape. Now, we know that now the theory of evolution is very different. It's that humans and apes have the same origin right well, even the common ancestor theory is still going back to a, a non-human primate yeah which is something even, yeah. it's even less than an ape yeah right right evolutionarily right. yeah so, no no i'm talking about the there's there's a split um maybe i think it's like three million years ago one branch goes chimpanzees and great apes the other branch goes humans mm. right we have all common answers to what that's one so of but it's still a, it's a hominid not forget about all the right, way back right, to single right. cell organisms yeah so, so you were saying I was saying philosophically speaking, it's very foolish to take something that's pro just simply probabilistic and try to jam it down something that's eternal. In particular, having to do intellectual and hermeneutical and tafsiri gymnastics around very crystal clear verses that everyone has accepted and understood as a, in a certain way, dating back to really the Jews, really the Bani Israel on the issue of the creation of Adam, السلام, that he was created from uh, uh, from nothing by God, you know, using clay and water, is something that Bani Israel and later on the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims, there's like ijma' that Adam was created from nothing. So to try to do uh, some kind of tafsiri gymnastics and interpret that away in any way, shape, and form, I guarantee you will make the person who's saying that look very silly in 20 years when even the theory changes. Or 
on the day that he dies or on the day that you die and you meet your lord right and i mean just the idea that if you think that ibrahim alayhi salam sayyidna musa sayyidna isa the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam were they all speaking metaphorically because all their followers couldn't understand right evolution yet you understand it i mean it's an absurd idea well not only that sheikh the thing the thing that bothers me about these these perspectives whether it's evolution or any other thing that people just figured out and i learned it in college even if I'm, even at the graduate level and so now i have to reinterpret something that there's a jamaan, like mm-hmm. you mentioned now what people will say right and there's in in, in today's time there's a lot of uh scientist muslims right mm-hmm. who would say that even for us for to have this discussion is absurd because we don't have a phd in you know biology or a phd in in you know uh genetics or something yeah. you know because of this we're not even well the refutation to, to that have is very easy. this conversation yeah, that's right? that's 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 a logical fallacy it's the appeal to authority and, right and it's and by the way i'm not trying to discuss the the details of evolutionary theory i don't i'm not qualified for that and i'm not trying to do that the argument don't where I see the argument breaking down and what I, what my argument is against it is, look, you're telling me that all of these scientists who who have this perspective on the fossil record and on genetics have said X, the ulama who understood the Quran better than you ever will have said Y, and you're saying, well, we have to twist the Islamic interpretation to fit the scientist interpretation. Mm-hmm. You're privileging science over. Revolution. Religious scholarship mm-hmm. and revelation, right? So you want to, you want to, you want to try to match up instead of trying to match up the scientific knowledge to what the ulama have always held. Mm-hmm. Rather, you want to flip that. You want to try to change the religious knowledge to what scientists are currently saying. Mm-hmm. So you have a perspective. You've taken a side, if you will, right? You've privileged one over the other. I'm just saying that I do the other, I do it the opposite. And not only that, the the issue is that. When you want to make a claim that a certain theory fits within the theology of Islam, you need two things. You need, number one, understanding of the theory, and number two, understanding of theology. Now, it takes two people, two idea, both of these ideas to come together. So what one can simply say is, the theology is very clear here, right? right. You're trying to jam this puzzle in. I don't need to know your puzzle. I don't need to know, know the other half. All I know is that this theology right here is so crystal clear that you're trying to put a puzzle piece in this element of the theology, which is the creation of Adam and Hawa, right? Alayhim salam is not going to happen. It's not going to work. And I don't need to understand your theory. Like, you don't need to understand Zeus and Medusa and, and all the Greek pantheon and, and, you know, all that stuff. And you don't need to understand... In the ancient Greek. Yeah. Not- and you don't need to understand Hinduism to know that there's no second God, period, right? So it's, similarly, when you bring a a theologically false idea and try to jam it in the theology, I don't need to know your philosophy, right? All I need to know is the theology and that's not coming in. For argument's sake here, though, let's say that, you know, I I absolutely understand that you shouldn't try to, you know, jam-pack the Quran into science. The Quran is the absolute authority. 100% Mm -hmm. agree on this. But for the sake of argument, what if someone were to say that, hey, there was a time in which, you know, People and all of humanity thought that the world was flat and the Quran, you know, didn't have Excellent opposition point. to that. I'll give I'll right? answer it very quickly for you. The earth being round or flat is not an element of theology because it's not repeated over and over in the Quran or the hadith. The creation of Adam alayhi salam and creation of Hawa 
is repeated over and over and over until it makes it a point of theology. When a verse is repeated dozens of times, kun fayakun, this comes in the Quran eight times. Adam salam mentioned the Quran 25 times. The creation story, multiple times. You go to the hadith, long hadiths about how the creation was. Sahih hadiths. So the creation of Adam salam directly, having no parentage and no forefather, right? being the first of his species, being created in adult form, and Hawa having no mother and only being created from Adam salam, right? becomes an element of doctrine to go against it would be kufr. Right. Now, what if someone were to say, and because I've heard this idea and there's blogs out there, you can read them, mm-hmm. um, but without taking any names, right, there are individuals who say, and I, it's not one or two individuals. Unfortunately, I've read, there's like posts on Reddit now about okay. all this stuff, right? Where people will interpret the Quran to say, for example, that Adam alayhi salam being lowered from Jannah to the earth instead of it being from a you know metaphysical reality of Jannah to the earth it's it's from a, 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 a like a el- hill like a hill to a lower hill like a position you can't of even high say ele- <laughs> <laughs> from a position of high elevation okay let me so, bring you a sahih hadith that this uh, type of idea this theory would have to un- undo the sahih hadith of the prophet Musa alayhi salam Speaking to Adam in the afterlife, Prophet ﷺ tells us that Adam and Musa they meet each other in the afterlife, right? In the barzakh. And Adam and Musa says, it's you, Adam, who caused us to be outside of the, of the garden because of your mistake, right? He says, you're the one who exited us from the garden because of your mistake. And he's talking about heaven. And then Adam salam says, uh, it was the decree of Allah. And the Prophet salam said, Adam w- debated or uh, got the best over Musa. And, uh, and he repeated, Adam got the best over Musa. So tell me, what is it that in the afterlife, they're talking about it, its existence, and they're looking forward to enter into it. And then Musa salam says to Adam, you're the reason that we're out of it in the first place. Right? It's, right. Could it be a hill in the heaven? What, uh, what if it was a hill that was really nice on earth? Why would Musa want to go back to it? The whole, they're already in the afterlife, <laughs> I'm right? I'm not saying this is they're looking at the get, They're looking at paradise, right? Yeah. And at Musa, salam, and they're wondering, how are we going to get in? Musa, salam, in the heat of the day of judgment, says to Adam, salam, you're the one who caused us to come out of it, right? right? You're the one who brought us out of it. Sheikh, this is what I meant by torturing the text. Yeah, torturing right? the text completely. And and just to give some context to that, you know, the postmodernists like to use phrases like interrogating a text mm-hmm. or interrogating an idea, right? Mm-hmm. And some people take this so far when they're trying to reconcile two irreconcilable positions mm-hmm. that they will engage in enhanced interrogation, yeah. right? <laughs> I.e. torture yeah. to get an answer, uh-huh. which though untrue is the answer they want, yeah. which is all that torture. And proves. one of the signs of such people is that they're actually no good in anything else in scholarship except for this one issue that's their bone to pick, right? That's their bone to pick. Like this guy, the author of uh, Scott, whatever his name is, Kugel. He's the author of, who's trying to basically tell us all that homosexuality in Islam is actually acceptable in Sharia. Right, it's acceptable. So he's got a, like a two, three, four hundred page book on the subject. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So usually you find individuals so dedicated to that one point, which is bothering their conscience, or that they really want to uh, convince the rest of the ummah 
to have the same idea that they have. No offense, Sheikh, but yeah. that's academia, right? That's academia. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it becomes a point of iman, right? Because the argument is by a lot of these so-called scientists that the the proof and the empirical proof for evolution is so great that it's mm-hmm. undeniable, yeah. right? Like as if it's a fact, yeah. right? Now, I'm not a you know, geneticist, a biologist, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, I haven't researched into this for years, but- what we have to contend with is what does the Quran say, right? And if this is the truth, I don't really care about the science. Exactly. Right? What what I'm saying is that, and what would have, what we've been repeating really, is that there is an element of philosophy in this, right? There's an epistemic view that a person has to take, namely, sure. probabilistic theory could be 99. Like any detective, when he if there's if if there's a crime and the criminal has not admitted that he committed the crime and there's no footage, right? And it's a detective piecing together the crime. At the very most, he could be like 99% sure. He's never 100% sure if there's no footage, right? So likewise, scientific theory, okay? You're taking a little bit of data and you're doing a large induction, right? Uh, A big induction about uh, going way back into the past. So you can be, as a scientist, to be honest, you have to say 99% sure. I cannot never say a scientist can never say 100% sure unless it's an experiment he did right in front of his own face, right? A lab that he repeats the experiment in front of all of us, right? Right. So that's different. That's acceptable. We, we, we don't have a problem with those. But those theories that are going way into the past, it's going to be probabilistic. Probabilistic sources of knowledge are never going to be superior to clear revelation that is agreed upon by all scholars i'm not even gonna say all scholars all three religions jews christians and muslims will all agree that the texts are saying this right about adam's creation from nothing so a muslim always has to keep in mind of the nature of the information that's coming onto his desk all right is this probabilistic or is this actually a fact is it revelation is it an observable thing that we can you know repeat in front of us like a a scientific experiment is it a, a, a principle of logic Right, so this is what the idea of uh, of the epistemic perspective that we all have to have whenever a piece of information is put uh, on our tables. It makes life a lot easier, and it allows you to push away ideas that contradict the superior authority, which is for us revelation. And if revelation is not the superior authority, right? And when I say revelation, I mean that which is uh, has deep scholarship behind it, not one little interpretation here or there deep scholarship behind it all right at that point then we question our iman at that point from that right now what becomes difficult for a lot of people mm-hmm. is that science in and of itself it requires uh, uh an idea of doubt and experimentation right that con- consistently you have to say that you know i could potentially be wrong right we need to test these theories we need to uh you know Test, test, That's what test, they should test, do. test, and yeah. eventually this theory becomes breaks. law, right? Or yeah. it breaks or it down, breaks, or, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, just, it never just, becomes just, law. Just one caveat: creative by the way. destruction. That's for certain types of scientific uh, material, discovery, right? right? Because other things are inherently untestable, mm-hmm. and so what they what what scientists will do there, um, like say in, in uh, quantum physics, for instance, or in evolutionary theory, what you have to do is go. All right, let's examine the evidence. What's the probability of this being true? And if it's a very high probability, then we're going to accept it as true. We have to accept it almost like first principles, right? 
this we have to take as a given before we can commence and do the rest of the science. Mm-hmm. So some of it is untestable and will never be tested. That's why I said, I said uh, that which is inherently untestable will never be law. Like it could be a theory that's standing, right? It's a standing theory that nothing Accepted, has yeah considered true by everyone. No, nothing has it's broken more likely it. than anything else yeah. except right. God. Yeah. At, but the, the 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 reason why it becomes difficult and why you know the study of science in itself for Muslims it becomes difficult today, especially when you don't have a background in philosophy, mm-hmm. logic, you know, aqidah, and, and, and you're not surrounded by Muslims, what actually ends up happening is people think that they need to question everything, including their religion, including their identity, including their belief, their iman, right? Because unless you prove it by testing it, yeah. right? Like you ask a lot of atheists and they'll tell you that, you know, even leading Darwin Darwinists, right? Mm-hmm. They'll tell you, yeah, we believe in this for now, but if science changes, you know, we will also change our opinion. Yeah. Whereas that's if he's honest, right? Yeah. Whereas Muslims will say, you know, what we're supposed to say is we take Allah and His Messenger a priority, right? It doesn't change no matter what, right? Yeah. And nothing in in existence can ever change that. Doesn't matter. Well, it's just like this. I mean, certain things. There's two points I want to bring up. Certain things are meant to constantly change, and certain things are meant to never change. Take a house, for example. Right, you constantly have to upgrade the house if you ever plan to sell it. You're gonna have to change the furniture. You're gonna have to change the kitchen every 20 years. You have to update the house constantly. You gotta up, up, upgrade your wardrobe, your clothes, right? But you're not gonna update the foundation. You're not gonna go dig up the foundation. Like, hey, let's put a new foundation in, right? The foundation stays the same. The rest of the house is constantly changing, right? So likewise, science is something that constantly needs you to barrage it with doubts, new research, you need to constantly be pushing the limits when it comes to technology, innovation, understanding of the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Dawa, Dawa's always changing. There were no podcasts. It wasn't considered a piece of Dawa in the past. It is today, right? Dawa, the nature of Dawa. But the religion, right? Truth, eternal truth never changes. It's the exact opposite. You want to stay as close to the original revelation as possible so people have to understand that this idea of uh, attacking something attacking ideas and renovating ideas applies to certain disciplines and the opposite of it applies to other disciplines the second thing i want to bring up actually you want to uh, as you can say i I just wanted to interject something which is even all right so from my perspective because i wasn't born into a muslim family but i'm muslim i didn't even take my religion as foundational and unchanging, right? When I was presented with evidence, and I mean, I'm using that in the very scientific type of evidence that my religion was wrong. And the evidence was it didn't fit within logic, right? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, uh, you couldn't rationally, you couldn't accept it. Whereas Islam is rationally acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold way, you on that point, no, but go, yeah. I, I want I wanted you to finish your point, Doctor Shiv, because okay. I want to come back to the idea of the separation of rationality mm-hmm. and science. Right, okay. they're two different things. Totally two different things. And science, uh, oftentimes, they try to answer things that are metaphysical, which is another subject completely. Uh, but the second point that I wanted to make is selective appeals to authority is very selective because some people out there. When they go in and they try to interrogate the text and tell us that we have understood the creation story all wrong, including Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, Radiallahu Anhu, Umar ibn Khattab, 
Mamal Ghazali, Sayyidina Ali, they all got it wrong. Or they were hiding something from us because we were too dumb. Right? But these people got it, figured it out. What they often, if you listen to their discourse, they will shut down anyone who hasn't taken a couple science courses, right? From talking about the subject, right? However, they themselves, who have not maybe studied at any institution or got any, uh, you know, extensive studies of Islam, will question why the gate of Islamic scholarship is cordoned off, right? Why do I need to have studied in order to investigate these texts? And they will go in tackling and wrestling with the with the ayat, the texts, and coming up with new ideas. So in one sense, when it comes to the theory of evolution, they're very uh, in, in awe of the scientific authorities, and they're telling us all to shut up because you haven't studied, right? And yet when it comes to the theology part, like I said, there's two parts, the, the scientific part and the theological part. When it comes to the theological part, they say, oh, hold on a second, we should not be limited by all the past interpretations, and they could be wrong, right? So that's really going back to the point that, uh, Elias, you just said earlier, that they're really having a a type of bias towards the scientific authority, which is an authority, right? Uh, And having actual disrespect, in my opinion, to theological authority. And I think the problem becomes, right, it's almost a, a, like they'll say that, you know, people of the theological community they consistently appeal to emotion it's about how we feel and how we understand god and science is all about empirical fact right and i think the way that they situate them like you know a lot of uh you know the and i don't i don't like to say you know like people who are pro-science because it's not like we're not pro-science but it's it's people that will only use these these arguments of science They'll make it as if like science is all about empirical and they're not, you know, appealing to anybody's emotions. When as a matter of fact, they appeal to emotion constantly, Mm -hmm. all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you need to feel this way and behave this way. It's like, why can't we do this, you know, and interpret science this way? Not only that, um, they're also appealing to authority. Uh, If you ask the average person whether they've conducted all these experiments themselves, they haven't, right? Mm -hmm. So what they're doing essentially is... Tuck lead. Yeah, they're they're trusting the scientific consensus, yeah. right? They haven't performed these experiments by themselves. They haven't independently verified all the findings mm-hmm. of these things. So, you know, the same criticisms that they they levy against, you know, people who follow, for example, scholarly consensus in religion, you know, they're they're doing the exact same thing, yeah. but their their scholars are are in a different domain. Yeah, I would recommend that people uh, read. Sean Carroll, Sean S-E-A-N. He's a cosmologist, astrophysicist, atheist, love science, raises science. But he's very honest about the fact that a lot of it is taken on faith, mm-hmm. that a lot of it is just theoretical. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, and he's, I think he's at Caltech or someplace. He's, he's highly qualified. He's a research professor. He's not even like a teaching professor. But look at him. If you're like so, if you think that science is 100% and yeah. It's all proven and it's all fact and there's no theory and there's no faith. Yeah. Look at somebody like Sean Carroll who knows way more than anybody listening to this podcast about yeah. physics, for instance, right? Who will tell you 100% a lot of this, we're just taking it on faith because we mm-hmm. don't have any better theories. And I have no issue with that, right? If yeah. somebody were to say that, you know, I am an atheist, but at the same time, you know, I can understand that science has its limitations. Right. And because I haven't found the truth yet, I'm still studying and researching and because I don't see the clear picture because of this, I choose to be an atheist. 
I have no problem with this, yeah. right? Like, it's I, the militant ones that I have a problem I with. I want to also say that there's a big difference between science and scientism. Now, science is just, uh, you know, observation, studying and examining uh, and trying to extrapolate ideas from the observations. Scientism is a philosophical uh, uh, approach to knowledge, namely yeah. that observation is the superior source of knowing things. Right. right? Which is a big problem. It's like those the, the, those vegan people but now, right? I feel like I feel <laughs> like that just, idea. Don't start. I'm gonna get like, to that. I'm I get feel to like that. that idea is already flawed from the jump because from the all, jump, all of <laughs> science, every scientific domain, essentially traces back to some some form of mathematics, mm-hmm. right? You could argue that that biology is applied chemistry, that chemistry is applied physics, and that physics is applied mathematics, mm-hmm. right? And there is no observation in mathematics, right? Mm-hmm. It's all logical. It's all reason-based. You, there are no empirical proofs in math. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea that like we only trust observation, then you can't even trust science then because the foundation of all the science is math. Yeah. So there's also that contradiction, you know? But then people, but it's because people don't actually understand that math itself is not empirical. Can you explain that? See, there's no other. There's no, see, there's no other sound guy who can bring up yeah. that subject, let alone explain it. It's because people I will mean, say, "But math is completely empirical. One plus one is observable." You know, if what, anybody I mean, already knows this, fast forward thirty minutes. Yeah, once this explanation exactly. yeah, is done, this is a like a, a very like but give like a short, you know. Like, okay, so I'm sure I'm gonna assume that all of our listeners have taken some form of like pre-calculus or something, and if not, maybe you'll learn about it after this, right? So there's this concept of a limit in math, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, say you have a, 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 an expression, right? Like one over X, okay. right? So if you, if you <laughs> and this is, where, this is where things get a little into it, but if you, if you start replacing the number, the, the variable X with numbers, you'll get different fractions, right? If you replace it with one, you'll get one over one, one over two. As you increase the value of X, right? And you, you take this, what's known as a limit, right? Mm-hmm. The limit as X approaches infinity, right? The, the, the solution to that is, is zero, right? So as X approaches infinity, meaning as, as it gets larger and larger and larger, the expression one over X will get smaller and smaller and smaller and it'll get closer to zero. Okay. But there's no way to empirically prove that, right? Because you'll never reach zero. There's no number that you can plug in for X That'll give you zero. In other right? words, in infinite, the idea of infinity yeah, is completely theoretical. Exactly. So, yeah. so you can't plug. You can plug in a billion, and one over a billion will still be really close to zero, but ne- it'll never be zero, right? And and the way you prove a limit in math is completely inductive. It's completely, yeah. um, you know, so, logical. So there's no way via experimentation, like plugging in numbers, that you yeah. can arrive at. At the answer to that, so the summary, to that question. The summary of what you just said is that infinity is a non-demonstrable. Right. Yeah. And and a lot of math it's, is it, like zero is non-demonstrable it, yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. numbers only exist in the abstract. They're not observable. Yeah. Quantities are observable. Uh, I have like five apples. Yeah. But numbers themselves are a conceptual thing that they're, they're, non, yeah. they're non-observable, but we place great importance on them in, in our everyday lives. Yeah. So, so that's something right there that... You know, you can you can look at it and say, well, I can't I can't perceive numbers, I can't mm-hmm. observe numbers, but conceptually they exist, and yeah. we we place our uh, you know understanding uh, of a lot of things in the, in numbers, right? Yeah. So, 
So sorry to get uh, no, 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 no mathematical, that's, but that's absolutely that was absolutely vital. Yeah. I mean, like cosmology, which is one of the right. other big challenges, quote unquote, challenges to religion: the origin of the universe, the status of the universe. It's all mathematics, and, it's and all that it is. Right. And at the popular level, the idea of nothingness is actually being twisted to mean something else. Because Krauss, he's got a book out, right? Lawrence Krauss. Yeah, Lawrence Krauss. A horrible human being, right? <laughs> uh, not, not a decent scientist, though. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about his actual work. This this one book, something from nothing, right? Either the universe from nothing. His name is his book. Mm. Now, logically speaking, that's impossible because nothing equals the absence of everything, including the force that could bring something into being, right? right? Yeah. But in his book, he actually says, "My nothing is something." Yeah, but right? it's sophistry. As, as soon sophistry, as you filled nothing with something, it's not nothing. It's not anymore. nothing. No, yeah. well, I mean, that's just because th- these two people semantical. Yeah. No, the, no, 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 Dawkins. No, no. There's an actual like Dawkins and, thing going on. Yeah, Dawkins and Kraus are peddling what they're peddling because they are diehard, very emotional about the subject of religion. Very emotional. You want to talk about emotion? These people are not uh, cold stone scientists at all. They are extremely driven. Mm-hmm. All right, by the idea of killing all religion in the world. All right, Daw- Dawkins, on the other hand, is a bad scientist. Yeah. FYI. yeah. <laughs> so what? 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 For those that are interested or are studying uh, maybe physics or something, what? What? Uh, what? Krauss is talking about is something called gauge symmetry. Mm-hmm. So basically, he says you can have a universe that has zero energy value mm-hmm. because, it's like, say, take the sun. Right, the sun has whatever amount of energy it produces. There's a gravitational field around it that has negative energy, mm-hmm. and it is precisely equal to the amount of energy that the sun emits, so that in in the balance, you end up with zero energy, mm-hmm. because you have equal amounts of energy and negative energy. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I'm those, a, but those, yeah, go on. Uh, so, I'm not a, you know, like, I'm not a science guy, but, but doesn't that then violate a bunch of, like, thermodynamic laws of, of the universe that, that yeah. generally not only, are held well, to be true? Well, not only that, but in or order to... Or do they to... suspend those laws in these cases when they're discussing? This no, is so what, what I don't understand. What will happen with something like gauge symmetry, right? Is It's saying it doesn't matter if you f- if you flip the positive and the negative uh-huh. uh, charges on... on uh, because it still balances out because or Because it balances out, right? So the fact that protons have a positive charge is just... A, it just is what it is, right? Oh, we see. chose to call it that. But it could have been a negative charge. But then... There would have been an opposite positive charge, right? And it would always be imbalanced. But what? But even that nothingness is a result of two somethings that exist in right? perfect symmetry. Yeah, in perfect symmetry. Okay, fine. Whatever so, it is. It's by, the way, by the way, right. like this is this is uh, there. This is probably true, but it's if anything, it's a proof of amazing design. Yeah. Okay, fine. But here, here's something, and, and this is where I want to touch upon the idea of rationality versus science, right? In order to first define anything, you need to place definitions. What is nothing, and what does that yeah, mean? Of course. Right? Yeah. Nothing, the way we define it, is that it is absolutely nothing. It's including abs- abs- the absence of anything. It's the yeah. absence of anything. Of all things. Including right? the force that could bring about anything. Right. right. Yep. And the only... And, and really the only reason why we say that Allah is outside of nothing is because Allah is not existent yeah. within place and time, yeah. Yeah. right? So even when there was nothing, there was God, yeah. right? And so the idea of rationality and science, right, is two, I, I would say, mutually exclusive things, right? People consider that, yeah, there's a lot of rationality in science, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that science is 
you know, like that, that there can't be irrational things that we take as science. For example, right? The, the multiverse. Thing, <laughs> oh, right. We're getting heavy on this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, we've discussed this one before, yeah, right? But yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's an article of faith. And then need it because otherwise you can't explain certain other things. I, at least for me, right? The theory of evolution is absolutely a leap of faith, right? Mm. Even though there's empirical science to say that this is fact is that's irrational to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm. That uh, because that's 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 not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I'm sure there's going to be people out there who's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, "Oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about." But appeal uh, to authority, yeah. <laughs> because when and the same people. If we say, well, the, the imams of the dean said, they'll say, oh, well, you guys are just followers of Taqlid. By the way. Right? <laughs> that's what they're going to do. I'm sorry to But yeah, they're doing Taqlid for their you own You just scientists. said something that's very important in part of the discussion. Oftentimes, that's the title that people use yeah. when discussing, like the science people, when talking about the Muslims who talk about, they go, well, what the imams are saying. Yeah, right? exactly. Because they don't say ulama, they don't say sheikh, uh-huh. they don't say it's a scholars of deen. They, they say the imams because they're trying to invoke the image of you know the local imam at the musalla yeah. that's like a storefront in you know the bad part of town that's just a guy that yells and has like very little formal education that's a very good point Quran and, and that's true and by the way you, we should know that the from the british and 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 certain and certain forces in the muslim world this is actually by design mm-hmm. it's by design to put all the best students into engineering and science Right, and to put the worst students, usually the handicapped, even right, or the um, what's the the uh, unable or the yeah, yeah. specially able? What is special needs? Special, special needs, needs, right? Yeah. Uh, to put them in the in, in in religion, right? So you have someone blind. So how is someone blind going to know about the rest of the world, right? Unless you have someone reading for him. But in the old world, in the olden days, right, they didn't have this, right? right. Mm. So he's a blind man. He memorized the Quran. He memorized a couple books of law, uh, and that's the end of it. Game over for him. You bring him anything from any cultural trend or any idea. Yeah, there's right? no Braille. Yeah, there's no Braille. And, and, and no audiobooks. And no audiobooks, right? So he's miskeen. Or the lowest grades. Like, literally, they yeah. have national tests. The, the high school, that post-high exactly. school exam. Exactly. Yeah. Those post-high school exam. The lowest yeah. grades. Nothing yeah. else to do. Go yeah. be an imam, yeah. right? And then these guys are coming over with their cultural baggage and their ignorance and maybe not even being the top-notch intellects to begin with. And they're the representation you know, that someone in their uh, AP high school class, when their dad says, oh, I don't think this is right, go ask the imam. She goes to the imam and he's a complete, uh, you know, astaghfirullah. You know, he's a, com- I don't want to even say, he's a complete dope, mm-hmm. right? Not, not, you know, he's coming across like a complete dope. He doesn't understand anything. He can't even read and understand what she's saying. So then, let alone then, answer then, then memory t- TV does uh, translations. Exactly. Then memory <laughs> puts it on. Me- memory will take one of his khutbas in which he says something, chop it up into different pieces, and then. What is memory? Memory, memory is TV. Oh. It's, a, it's an Israeli Middle propaganda East organization that Research translates. Uh, yeah. It's an Israeli pop- propaganda uh, like house that basically yeah, IDF. Takes, it's like an yeah, IDF kernel. It takes clips it. of um like what they were talking about, like imams and stuff or, or whatever people on, on TV or on, on YouTube and it and it translates not only tr- I should say mistranslates, it, it mistranslates these clips into into sometimes some maybe of, absurd. Some of them don't need much mistranslation. That's true. Right. That's true. Sometimes they're they're exactly as they say. You get you get like some guy on like some golf channel yeah. television stage going of course, women are dumb. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're doing it to yourself. These are the people who uh, found it, who, who bring out the fatwa for us, and which I think is probably made up. 
uh, you know, it's, har- it's haram for a woman to handle a banana or a cucumber by herself because it could... Yeah, you know. or the ones who make the because it's a phallic symbol. The stupid <laughs> metaphors like, I take a lollipop and I throw it on the ground. Yeah, and then I take one unwrapped and throw it on the ground. Which one do you oh, want? Oh man, the wrapped. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst in kind refer- of. What are you teaching? In reference to what? Hijab. Hijab. Oh, oh this is. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. Interesting. Oh man! Sorry, I know we're supposed to be more polite, but yeah. I'm sorry if you're making those kind of metaphors. Just shut up. Uh, or 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 imams that pass scientific t- t- uh, fatwas about so veganism. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's just because there's a new group. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Vegan if you're listen to this, if you're if you're using a Mac and you're drinking Starbucks and you speak perfect English and you have maybe a six figure salary job, you can be as much of an idiot to the texts of the dean. Right, as you want, and it's cool, and it's hip, and everything like that. Right, as ignorant as those imams are, at least they're actually right with the deen. Right, that's true. You know, your local, your local imam, maybe with like a, a, a oil stain on his thobe, who comes in for Aisha, at least he's right with the deen. Right, he doesn't know anything about the dunya. Right, but we got the opposite side of uh, these types of mipsters. You know, you know, most of, and I'm probably. If you look at all of us, we're probably fitting most of these categories. <laughs> having Max and drinking lattes, yeah. uh, not like you having a Maserati and Jordans, <laughs> a Freedy over here. <laughs> okay, it's like, it's like a three fifty Z. Yeah, but but people, I'm sorry. I, I have to interject. I yeah. use I use Windows machine. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, that's a Chrome. That's a Chrome machine. Oh my god! And uh, I drink coffee black. I'm not. This In not this me. case, that makes you the hipster. But you, <laughs> that's good. Wait a no, second. No, no. Wait a second. Alex, of all uh, people, you're claiming you're not a hipster. Wait a second. But Alex, have you, you, you do have you do have like five thousand pairs of glasses from that one website that everyone uses, right? <laughs> oh, I just ordered Warby a pair Parker. Off them. Warby Parker. You do have like five thousand. No, wait, 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 wait. A different one. Hold what up. Do you use? Are they paying it's, us? It's, because it's if they're not, we're gonna bleep that out afterwards. <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't getting no free it's shout not, out on our Warby, podcast. It's not Warby Parker. <laughs> no free it's shout out. I can't let it out. Shit, I can't. That's how I have to be ahead of the game. Yeah. And yet he's he claims he's not. But the point is, I know what he's talking about because I ordered a pair off that website too. Which, by the way, every time. You order thirty dollar frame, son. They give one for free to the poor. After, by the way, if you every time you order, oh, a pair. Yeah. No, no, that's not where they order from. Yeah, no, I order from somebody that I, my, the company I'm ordering from is based in China, so they're actually like exploiting the workers. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, the, the what I'm saying is that they're taking glasses it, from people. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those people, if you're one of those uh, sort of hip or you think you're hip type of people, you go into the text of the dean and rip it apart. And try to fit it into some cultural trend, right? Like veganism, which I have no problem. Someone chooses to eat vegan mm. all he wants. Don't bring the religion involved. Don't get the. Don't bring the religion in. Don't yeah. bring the dean in. Yeah. Don't try to make it a theology. Why don't yeah. you just be a vegan yeah. yourself? Stop justifying yourself. Yeah, so whatever. Do what yeah. you want. And if you want to justify it that way to yourself, yeah. but don't go around telling people that that's what they have to do islamically. Mm. Yeah. Th- so there's there's the limit. And I'm telling you, where in America, where I, maybe I don't know, in some areas. Uh, scholarship hasn't taken root enough, so people feel the sort of boldness and audacity to go in and rip rip up the farm as they wish, right? To put in and take out whatever they wish. Uh, this is the thing that's really we gotta keep our eyes open to it, and our goal should really to type of sort of eradicate this type of uh, irresponsible, you know, thinking and irresponsible uh, course of action that's going on in our generation. Yeah. Or, or or set an age limit on people who can speak publicly for Islam, and it has to be like above a certain age. Yeah. I think you'd eliminate a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, to, to to prove that the community can monitor itself, right? 
I mean, look at Twitter, right? Liberals monitor themselves so badly, right? So much. Wow. They are so bad. They are insane. So the idea of that a community can like monitor self-policing. itself, self-policing, where if you cross certain limits, right, you're socially not, it's not going to be accepted and everyone's going to know how to respond. That's the point. That's where we want to get our uh, ummah to be in terms of ilm when it comes to what's daruri or required in the deen. And that's a, the sign of a good community is where the least educated is very educated. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, there's also this ridiculous thing that happens. And I, uh, Islam is the only discipline where people feel comfortable. Yeah. Religion. Islam specifically, the only one where people feel comfortable having strong opinions mm-hmm. contrary to accepted norms. Norms. Understanding. Without any pro- prior education. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Totally. You wouldn't do it. In, if you wouldn't go to your pharmacist and be like, no, 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 no. You're mixing those pills wrong. Bro, you can't even do it in accounting. In any d- yeah. other discipline. You can't do it in yeah. anything. Yeah. Hmm. If you're, if Why you're, do you think that is? And by the way, just I'll, I'll tell you in a sec. But if, you want, if you're one of those people and you want to know what you look like, Google like YouTube videos of people defending themselves in court uh-huh. who are not lawyers. Yeah. And that's what you look like when you discuss <laughs> Dean. Which is like, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like lost and you go, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And actually, yeah. you didn't understand any of it. The answer to your question, Sad, is that the, the authorities that be are promoting that, yeah. right? They want people to attack. And the sacred is one thing that is open to attack at all times in the West, right? Anything sacred is encouraged to attack. They got uh, one nation under dog, right? So... Yeah. So, but do you I think mean, people, so I think actually movies like I, that. I actually think it's something else. I think it's because these other um industries or professions, right? A lot of times there's a clear path towards certification in in being a practicing pharmacist, right? Or like a, a, a an MD or like any other professional. Excellent point. Right? And I think That's that a good point. for for I guess scholarship, it's like is there an equivalent and I'll tell sort you, of like, hey, this guy's certified. He knows, sure, you know, what there, he's talking about. There has been for there has for, yeah. for uh, fourteen hundred years. Yeah, but let me right? tell you. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. no, go ahead. The the thing is that that's I I I I think that that may be part of it. But if you look at the Muslim world and you see the way that scholarship has been denigrated, um, uh, in addition to the stuff that Dr. Shadi was talking about earlier, like people, I I know people from Egypt who've told me that. When the people left Azhar with their turban, right, the Christmas kufi, <laughs> and, and they would take that off and put on regular street clothes to ride the bus so that people wouldn't ridicule them. Like that's, yeah. there's a, there's an entire cultural problem yeah. there. It's not just that those people don't know how to get certified. They have Azhar University in their city. Yeah. yeah. They just don't respect it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what else. Uh, uh, the other reason is that the governments basically monitor these boards, right? Your law, like Alex, your law or your bar, right? It's a private organization, right? Mm-hmm. But the government's involved, mm-hmm. right? Somehow to make sure that so, like, even if it's just an industry body, yeah, it exists industry bodies, right? We don't have an industry body, right? The government doesn't care, right? Right to monitor one or encourage one, right? And that's why in America it will always be the wild, wild west. I think there's two other like psychological reasons for it as well. Mm. One of them is that. If you make a mistake in court or in your medication or in your whatever, right? In your in filing your taxes, there's immediate consequences. Mm-hmm. The consequences of getting your religion wrong, you won't see until it's too late. Mm-hmm. 
So people, you know, out of sight, out of mind, yeah. people are like, ah, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. The second one is most of those other things, people don't wing it on that because whatever. It's it's a basic part of life and they don't want to. You start winging it with religion, you can give in to your nafs really strongly. Yeah. Although you have people that, that do that in, in law and medicine and in like even taxes, right? Like Wesley Snipes. Yeah. He was like, oh, I, I, don't, I shouldn't even pay taxes for so my interpretation of the tax code. <laughs> and he ended up in jail. <laughs> and and I'll tell you another reason. You can add another reason to it is that if if you come and you bring me some theory about accounting or pharmacy and you do a really great job and you're an excellent accountant or pharmacist, uh, I could easily say, you know what? I don't really care, right? Because it doesn't affect me. But religion is very sensitive to people. Because if I say that this act right here is haram or this belief is heretical and you're upon that belief that's a huge it's a much bigger statement if yeah, you're another now requires you to change your life exactly right? if you're another muslim right and we agree on the basic premise and i'm telling you this belief that you're on or this uh financial transaction that you just took uh, that you bought your house with is forbidden right that's a huge judgment right now i'm i'm a sinner right or i'm a heretic right and you're judging me right and it's it's a lot more sensitive that's why you know, a guy could go, a, a farmer and his kid could go off and be, you know, a, a, a big scientist or a banker or no problem. But an impious guy and his son goes and becomes a pious guy. Now the father feels a lot differently about the situation. Like, what are you saying? What am I now? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why the other thing is people don't want a, a hard standard on religion so that they don't feel guilty. And then there's yet another reason. Mm. It's a good way to try to market or try to impose your ideas on people, right? So like mm. the vegan Muslims dot or ORG or whatever, right? Yeah. Don't look uh, that up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the site. Although it, it there's doesn't. one of those that I have a good comment about hunting on. But <laughs> um it, it something like that, right? Like you really believe in this thing, right? If you Islamicize it, correct. You can tell other people if you really yeah. love Allah and his messenger, mm-hmm. you will do this thing. Yeah. Because this you, is what Allah would want you to do, because, even though you don't have any authority. To yeah, say that. because even Muslims themselves, if you're talking about Muslim in a Muslim discourse, they're not going to just ex, uh, hear you for an idea. You have to bring a verse with it, right? You have to bring a ruling with it, right? And the name, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the word Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When you say that, the Prophet carries so much authority in the hearts of Muslims that any idea that you have, you will want to hook it. To that big heavy weight that is the Prophet to anchor your idea, right? So they'll try to tell you that if the Prophet was alive today, he would be a vegan. I would say, why don't you just say if the Prophet was alive today, he would have a lot of commentary about, or actually the Prophet doesn't talk much, actually, it's one of his features. <laughs> he talks very little and says everything in one statement. That the, yeah, and you, and, Amazing, amazing economy of yeah. language. And by the way, you never have to say, and you should never say, if the Prophet was here today. Right, as if the, his he was incomplete, and as right as if his message was incomplete. Right, you should simply say the prophet has already said that we should do X, Y, and Z, treat the animal well. And if that's your argument, no one's going to argue against you. Right, right. That you're bringing me something objectively true, that the prophet his according to his teachings, the way animals are treated today, right, uh, is frowned upon or makru. You can't even say haram. Right, you could say that sin is haram. You can still can't say the meat is haram. No. Like, let's say a guy beats his lamb, right? Hits his lambs every day or hits his cows. Okay, he's sinful for that, right? It's makru. And then he slaughters it properly. The meat's still halal, right? right? You can't say the meat's haram. You could say, 
you know, I'm very upset about the whole situation, but you cannot say the meat is forbidden. Well, these people are ideologues, though, because the comment I said I put, I did, I posted a yeah. comment, I said, listen, I agree with you that the most ethical way to source meat, if you're going to eat meat in today's society, is to have, you know, your own animals, mm -hmm. like in your backyard, right? Yeah. Grow your own animals, treat them well, feed them well, make sure that they're well taken care of before you slaughter them, yeah. or... And the alternative, leave them alone in the wild. Mm -hmm. And just when you're ready to harvest some meat, you go out, take a clean shot, one shot kill, mm -hmm. drop one. And then that animal has lived a normal, natural wilderness life mm -hmm. and never suffered, didn't even know what happened. Yeah. Either way, you're fulfilling all aspects of this. So right? what exactly is... What uh, they responded. Yeah, what they said. They said... Who's they, by the way? They have no, no name. So they have no name. So yeah. they want to preach us to what the prophet's all about. So the law, he doesn't want to put his name on his website. So... I'm listening. Yeah. If he's listening to this, send him the message. Say, listen, oh, if you're going to talk, because if you're going to talk, Dean, it's actually <laughs> required to use your name, right? It's a simple fact, because uh, what if you have a mistake? How are we going to correct it? It looks like some Samer. Okay, Samer? so he put his name. Good. Samer what? There's a million Samers out there in, right. in Lebanon and, and it's Samer, there's no links. There's no hey, you got to give us a name. He's got to put his name out there. So, but the, the answer <laughs> no, it's just a fact. Right? Oh, wait, so, so here's here's the can can, a, can can a company put out a medicine and put anonymous, or do they have to put their name on the on the medicine? Right? No, yeah. you gotta put your name on. So, so here's the response. Yeah. So your solution to the environmental mess the world is in due to raising, killing, and eating animals is to raise, kill, and eat animals. What are you talking? How oh, is that? That doesn't harm the environment to keep chickens. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Talking so it's, about? But they're ideologues. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's no argument that's ever mm -hmm. going to suffice them other than hug, hug and kiss all animals yeah. and stop eating. I them. mean, I think our theor the theory is so <laughs> simple and so fair, right? We know the Prophet ﷺ, he had set rules for how people should treat animals, right? They yeah. should graze them. The Quran says, graze them. In other words, don't trap them. So many different things. Forget yeah. even the killing and eating. Yeah. What about using camels to carry weight yeah what about riding animals in war fighting with them yeah these people wallahi they would probably object to all of that that's so true they really have a problem hold so on, hold on i just i just thought of something yeah while, while you were thinking about all that these muslim scientists who also claim evolution mm -hmm. right and they say that it's a fact that makes us no different from any animal right because clearly they claim common ancestry mm -hmm. and if they still believe in the values of islam there should be no moral objection to shooting a human versus shooting a gorilla or a lamb wow. or like well. <laughs> by the way sam harris bad company to keep is a vegan go figure <laughs> well he's also from california and he's uh he's yeah can I just interject this yeah. as the name came up and even though I brought it up? You were already talking. You know that <laughs> Sam Harris? Yeah. Well, I'm just changing. Oh. I'm, change, I'm changing direction a little bit. Yeah. He you know interrupted that himself. Sam Harris, huge a uh, antagonist of religion, right? Mm -hmm. You know that he has like this guided meditations uh, app for your phone? Does he? Yeah, that he sells. It's a, it's a paid app. But he, it's his app? It's a, like a subscription. Yeah. He's like guiding you through Atheist spirituality meditation. is a big deal these it's days. It's a big, deal a big seller these Especially days. for the Trustafarian set yeah. like Sam Harris that by the way, grew well, up in California, rich, went out to yeah. India for a while, couldn't handle yeah. it. By the way, when we talk about... Uh, Trustafarian. Uh, Trustafarian. Trust fund baby. Type. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like like hippie-ish type the, trust yeah. fund people. I wasn't on the up and up on that <laughs> one. <laughs> his, his, he, he grew up rich. His mom uh, created and wrote Golden Girls. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, just to oh, yeah, to, yeah, before yeah. we close up on the vegans, by the way, I have no problem someone chooses to have a vegan diet, right? 
that it's actually if you want to lose Eating a couple, meat, yeah. if you want to lose a couple and, and any product, dairy product, yeah. if you want to lose weight really fast, they tell you to go be vegan for like three, yeah. four weeks or a month or two, three months or whatever. That's that's up to people. You could do what you want. The our the problem is the same with the evolutionists that you want to believe in evolution, believe in evolution. Don't tell me it's part of Islam, yeah. right? Likewise with veganism, be a vegan all you want, yeah. right? And you could be an upright Muslim too, okay? But don't tell me it's morally superior or it's part of Islam. Right, and that don't don't kill yeah. your old don't slaughter right well, uh, your old for yeah. Eid. Right? Don't it's use like, my religion uh, to sell me on your non religion. Exactly, they, always, don't, yeah. they have to feel superior though. You know, huh? like it's like how do you know somebody's a vegan? Well, they'll tell you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, <laughs> well, but I do have a problem with vegans. I don't have a problem yeah. with vegetarians. Yeah. Fine, <laughs> yeah. but but anyways, well, even even vegans, right? It's like you were saying. It's like yeah. Do it. It's great. I, I totally have I mean, no yeah, problem. If you want to be vegan, fine. Go for but, it. But yeah. don't try to like convince people yeah. that like I have no problem with fitness you know, culture, being right. healthy, yep. right? Doing all that stuff. I have no problem with any of that stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to the dean, don't like like Alex just said. Okay, don't uh, conflate them. Don't try to use our religion to sell me on your your own ideas. Yeah. Just keep it yourself. Make a make a website. You know, you could say vegan Muslims as in. We're vegan and we're Muslim at the same time. And I want to hang out with other vegans and I, who pray, right? I have no problem with that. Right. But don't try to come and say the prophet said, and this is like, don't get all on your high horse and say this is the more uh, religious thing to do. I and mean, by come the way, on. I don't know if this is the same website as the other guy, but there's a, another guy. That what, they have about, multiple? They have, they have a cottage Maybe. industry or something? Maybe. So one guy has a thing. It's like a Facebook page where he talks about um, any type of keeping animals, right? Any type of enslaving Stealing the babies of, stealing what? the milk of, raping animals what? by artificial insemination. <laughs> what? Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> what? So they're like, you kidnap, rape, yeah. steal the babies of, and murder animals. What? Where, where, where is he getting his first ideas of, of possession first from? First of all, how do you define what murder? About his- how do you define murder? How do you define rape? How do you de- Like, this is, this is uh, like... Uh, that's you bizarre. get into a whole philosophical it's argument just a here. Weird, right? yeah. Like somebody, somebody's on PETA website. They're they're watching too many PETA videos. Yeah, not realizing that PETA kills more animals than any other organization in the world. By the way, really, yeah. they euthanize. I feel like wow. ultimately Tons. it's the same as any form of sensationalism, right? You use charged words, you use loaded words to, you know, yeah. basically emotionally affect people, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. you're 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 murdering the animals, yeah. right? Like you're murdering them, like. As if like kidnapping you, yeah, and imprisoning. Like, yeah, like you stuff them in the trunk, you took them out back, and you were like, you know, you did a mafia style or something. Like that's the yeah. connotation of the word murder, as opposed yeah. to something like sacrifice or you know or, whatever you whatever you want to call it. But like that's that's part of the it's an it's another form of appeal to and, emotion. And not only that, murder implies that there's it's for no good use or it's for a selfish use. Yeah. Where in fact we believe and hold right that the human being is the superior creature that Allah created, right? He is superior. The angels bow down to the human being. Yeah. So therefore, when a cow lives its life, milking milk for humans, and then dies a noble death by being slaughtered yeah. and eaten by the children and the and the people, right? How do you? That's the martyrdom I mean, of the animal. That's now, a martyr. If this is right? murder, yeah. then yeah. the entire animal kingdom commits murder every single day on, it's on each they other. They don't have yeah. reason. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> although there are some psycho, there are some like psycho reason. animal rights. They're people. trying to stay alive. There's some crazy Sustenance. animal rights people that want to take 
all the predators animals, yeah. and keep them away from prey animals. Yeah, yeah. and just throw the entire it's balance so nuts. of it's so like, nuts. nature it, it, it out of. Yeah. But uh, here's a good one that these people will, inshallah, they're listening. That's how you get like plague mosquitoes. Like all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden, yeah. like you end up like doing something like that, and like suddenly there's like biblical, <laughs> yeah, biblical, <laughs> biblical yeah. plague the appears out of will nowhere. Eat you. Yeah, because like now they're unchecked or whatever, <laughs> or something like that. So we, it's permissible to kill an animal not just to eat it if the if it's a nuisance or a danger that's correct to use its skin to use its bones if you had need of it uh-huh. even if it's an animal you don't eat so yeah. like we don't we don't eat like wolves right but you can kill wolves if you live in a cold environment and you need their fur mm-hmm. right it's yeah, allowed to wear fur so so when you when, when whenever there's an, a, a reasonable need right the uh-huh. animals there and so basically a greed type of killing we would prohibit but need yeah, we market would, hunting is no yeah, good. market hunting we wouldn't uh yeah. allow yeah. i guess it's a business as yeah. long as you don't decimate the population right i guess so yeah, yeah. i mean i haven't looked i haven't yeah. looked deep into it but need like you're an eskimo right you, you need the polar bear right you need that skin what right. what, what other jackets are they wearing right <laughs> okay <laughs> muskox right? okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so need. i don't know one human yeah. need no here's the thing if you don't believe in eating, uh, you think it's immoral to eat an yeah. animal. All the prophets, yeah. Prophet Muhammad them, Quran talks about riding horses into warfare yeah. where they're going to get hit with arrows, they're going to hit with swords, and live. And torture is worse than being killed, by the way. Which, mm-hmm. that's actually in the Quran too. Because Suleiman, when the bird, the hoopoe came, he said to him, you're absent from the council. Because we know that Prophet Suleiman used to talk to the animals. He said, you're absent from our council. He's absent from our council. He better bring a good excuse or, right, I will torture him a painful torment or slaughter him. Yeah. Right? So torture is actually worse than slaughter. Mm-hmm. Right? Of so course. an animal, a horse, horse going into battle. So again, the point is, it's human need takes precedent over the comfort of an animal. Right? As long as it's done with a, as much sand as possible, there's no good way to take a horse into battle. He's going to get hurt. Right? Now, now the, the, the logical yeah. argument that someone who's not a Muslim may potentially use is, okay, we don't consider humankind greater than animals. And I think if you take that position, then fine, some of those things make a little bit more yeah, sense. Wait, then we're not even Muslim? That's not no, no, if they're, if they're not a Muslim, oh, right? But then, we're, then there's no discussion to begin with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem with Muslims is we take this position that human beings are greater than animals, right? And thus... Everything already is like. I think most no... people take that position, even well, if they're, even if it's a subconscious position, and they're outwardly saying that everybody's on an equal plane. Because at the end of the day, everybody's benefiting from the fact that humans are at at the top, right? Yeah. Like, there's nobody in this world today that I, doesn't benefit from that. I guarantee you, there's some like undergrad Muslim that read a lot of Peter Singer, who's walking around right now, going, "Actually, those verses, those verses in Hadith." It's that thing where you you say the opposite, right? Oh, yeah. So what it really means is the animals are greater than <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> right? Some kind of way to interpret the text yeah. that that well, flips it. There what are it, there are foxkin people? Oh, well, what it leads to, <laughs> which oh, no. which you actually opened up, Moeen, you opened up a, 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 an idea, um, which is related to the video. <laughs> hold on, wait, 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 hold yeah. on. Pause. What happened? I'm getting distracted. What, what did you say? I said that you could just drink Soylent. <laughs> you heard of, you heard of Soylent? No. I mean, you know, it's like a Soylent is like a meal replacement. It's like it's this beige, tasteless shake 
right? That contains all the nutrients that a human needs. And a lot of people have replaced um, the nope. joy in their lives by uh, consuming this stuff, right? Because so they don't want to eat anything. No, they it's, don't just, eat it's just like a shake. It's like you imagine like you were like a hamster in like a cage. Yeah. No, but what's the moral reason they want to do this? Like they don't want to eat. A Some plant, people have moral reasons, right? Like, oh, we we want we don't want to consume animal products, whatever. Wait. Some people have convenience reasons, like it's you know it's too difficult to prepare food. And I have a better idea. Why don't you just inject it in yourself while you're sleeping? Well, my, well, right. My, well, my thing is that like, if, if you're too busy to keep yourself alive, yeah. then like you got to check your priorities, <laughs> right? Like there's something there's something that's not adding up there. If you're like, I'm too busy. To nourish myself. <laughs> Wait a minute, but but before you go on, it's called Soylent. Oh, it's called Soylent. So are you gonna bring up uh, that movie, Soylent the Charlton Green? Heston movie, yeah, or Soylent Green? Soylent That's Green? actually why. So they got jokes, man. Yeah, like it's an in joke. So, so Soylent Green was a movie from the seventies where basically they were yes. feeding liquefied. It, it comes out at the end. Yeah, at the so end. There, the the famous no, line this, is: "This movie is forty years old, so there's no spoiler alert here." Okay. But like, just in case, out. the final line is: <laughs> "Soylent Green is people." Yeah, exactly. It's like it ends up that the 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 stuff that they're eating is just recycled humans, right? So there's a startup in um, San Francisco that named their company Soylent. Okay. I don't know why. Like, I guess as like a joke or whatever, but they make this meal replacement stuff. Funny. Anyway, no. and it caused <laughs> massive diarrhea a couple years ago. Like it. it had you know yeah. like so okay never mind all right so dr yeah, i apologize so, for cutting you off but no ahead. problem uh it was a very useful point there. <laughs> it's very very timely very pertinent so, <laughs> so, so the i what, what i was bringing up and you opened it up is that people go on to uh, uh sources of information or analysis that are based on worldviews right and then they go take the result of a certain worldview, okay? A, we would call a cosmology. And they get infatuated with that result, right? With the conclusion of that worldview, okay? And then they come and they bring it into our community and they try to make it Islamic, right? right. So uh, like Alex just said, they some guy's reading a PETA website and then re regurgitating that and bringing it into the community and trying to put it in Islamic garb, right? This is exactly what my point was regarding activists in the video that uh what was a muslim group called Uni unity production what was it no not unity productions it was uh the Which people video? who the people who made the video that just went out that little talk that i gave about L the lgbt oh, th what was right? that group what was that group Pl alex that sent the video for the viral video that, that was like not viral but what was it? it was like a hundred thousand views or something yeah. oh somebody it. posted uh dr shay had a talk in australia but someone clipped some company clipped it out some little organization clipped it out yeah i don't company. i don't know who they are but yeah they posted it yeah. I well saw, they did I saw it that clip. they did a good job the point yeah, of it that i was a bit rough around the edges at that point and i actually wanted to say i said something i usually put used to put i used to put people down a lot more than i i, I really meant to so I talked about these kids. Yeah. I talked about these college kids not knowing anything. That's not really what I meant. I mean, people have to understand what I'm talking about here. But the point is that what we're saying is that uh, taking an idea that is a result of another worldview entirely and then bringing it into the community and trying to put that garb of Islam Retcon. on that idea. Yeah. That was the point. So when it's reciprocal activism back and forth, right? Uh, if that's the methodology of certain groups like liberals for example right that is not something that we're going to simply adopt because it's not going to work right 
And that's a simple idea. So the same idea with the way people talk, uh, believe about uh, what people believe about ad- animals, right? Likewise, what people believe about marriage, sexuality, science, evolution, it's a result of a certain worldview, usually an atheist worldview, right? And that result will not fit in our faith, right? It's not going to fit in our dean and our way of living. You Listen, what I'm anyone who thinks that, for, for all the people, and they're usually liberal-minded type Muslims who think that, oh, we should support them if they support us, and or they're oppressed, or whatever, right? Any yeah. of those things. You have two two possible realities here. Either one, you really believe in the things that they're promoting, in which case you have to check your, your whole perspective. Yeah. Or you're doing it insincerely. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know if that's, I don't see how that's acceptable to you. Forget about it as a Muslim, even as a human being, to do something craven like that where you're insincere. Yeah, it's completely opportunistic. You're insincerely supporting someone only because you want support back, not because you believe in their thing at all. Or otherwise you believe in it. So it's opportunistic. It's either opportunistic or you believe in it. Right, both of them are no good. good. Yeah, there's no good. And just, just to, just the, the reason I brought it up is, you know, you could, you could take, like some kind of like very right wing radical idea yeah. and be like hey they have rights and yeah. even if you don't agree with them you should mm-hmm. be you support them when they need support it's, it's yeah. ridiculous yeah it's re- and so the the idea is very simple right which is that if something is prohibited in your system right in your religion you can't go supporting it right that's how simple it is it doesn't mean that you don't that you have to be hating on those people it doesn't mean that you have to go aggressive against them. It doesn't mean that in uh, neutral issues, you might not help them. For example, if someone gay has a flat tire, I don't care if he's gay or not. I'll help him with his flat tire. If I have a colleague at work and he's gay, right? Whatever. I mean, he's, he's a colleague. I'll I treat him normal. Question. Fake question? What's yeah. the halwa rules? <laughs> oh, halwa. That's Why? actually a good question. Like, can you be alone with someone who has uh, homosexual uh, tendencies. sexual tendencies? Of the opposite right? gender? Yeah. I've asked about that, and they actually said that um, that there is not a khalwa rule upon that, but you know we could look into that deeper. Because the khalwa is a problem because both parties could yeah, potentially. Because, yeah, because... In, your uh, case, in the case of a heterose- of a normal man, you're not going to, so whatever. Yeah, it's also because our rules are very objective, right? Looks like it's about... I'm going to say something ridiculous. Khalwa is about gender. Khalwa is about gender, right. not what, possible actions. What's right? gender? <laughs> so I was going to say something ridiculous. Oh, yeah. In terms of khalwa, so if like if there was a transgender oh, Muslim God. who identifies oh as like a toaster, could he be in the room with a toaster? Could he right? be in the room with a toaster? Or what? Could it be in the room yeah. with a toaster? <laughs> so the thing, the thing is that uh, the idea is that it's, it doesn't really make a difference on neutral matters. Right on everything else except that one matter that for me my God has prohibited. Right, mm-hmm. I can't support you on that matter. I could be great with you in every other thing, but I can't support you on that matter. Right, right. And that is such an obvious. Yeah, it's such an obvious thing. I don't understand how any two people could really disagree. Yeah. And uh, Mufti Abu Layth, who he released a video, and he mentioned he didn't mention my name, but obviously he was talking about that. And I wouldn't have mind if he mentioned my name. He does not like he's cursing me personally. He's just disagreeing. And uh, I have what, what is the problem with actually disagreeing on a point? It's not saying that, you know. Like I he, hate you as a Yeah, person. I don't, it's not it's nothing like, there's nothing personal. So he didn't even have to go and say, you know, American uh, conservative mind. That's no problem. He could just said my name. But because I'm going to say his name and I'm, I'm totally not like bashing him or anything. He's doing a lot of work. I can agree or disagree on points. But his, he refuted what I said, right? 
And I want to deconstruct and show and invite him to respond that his refutation itself, okay, is very flawed. The analogy that he makes is very flawed. Alex, do you want to take it away to show why uh, Mufti Abu Layth, his analogy and his response to me was flawed? And while you were upstairs, I think what you were taking your cat upstairs? Yeah, I had to go upstairs for okay. a second. So while you were upstairs, I just... I didn't here. slaughter it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, it's sitting right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> what I mentioned was that there was, there's no problem. He could have just referenced my name in the video because he's not bashing me personally. He's disagreeing with an idea. Sure. And we are, we're not uh, going calling each other names like McGregor and uh, Mayweather here, right? This is just uh, a discussion of ideas, not about people. So... Yeah, so I, I read, I heard yeah. his, with the thing that he said, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so could I, you summarize for the people what he said? And I think we're going to deconstruct it very easily, and he's uh, welcome to respond, right? Sure. Um, what yeah. he said Let's was... Let's set the context a little bit. So yeah, what was the, the original... Well, the context is what I just said, is basically that uh, what I said in that video, that that, that group, I, well, can you look up that who that group that, uh, that did that? Uh, they clipped out the video in which I said that... Just because a group supports you, right, does not mean you have to go and support them for their rights, right? A group supports me to pray. That's great. I don't therefore suspend God's law because they did that, right? I could say, okay, listen, thank you guys very much. Okay, if Satanists come and say, we want Muslims to pray Jummah, we will fight for your right to pray Jummah in peace. Does that mean I'm going to fight for them to observe their uh, sacred rituals ritual or their satanic rituals? Of course not, right? No two Muslims will disagree on this, right? So just because I was aided and helped does not mean that I have to help back or that I can help back. I could say, listen, thank you guys very much, okay? Thank you very much. I have my limits, right? Unfortunately, Call me if you need a ride. Yeah, right? <laughs> Call me for anything else. I will help. I, like I told you, I had gay colleagues at Trinity University, uh, Trinity College. I had gay colleagues... Uh, People do you know, we deal with gays all the time, right? It doesn't necessarily mean on that one issue that I could support them, right? That's what it means. It's that simple. I don't see how there's even a discussion about it, right? Right. You can work with them, respect them. You know. Yeah, work with them, respect them. I'm my, but what my God has told me, I have to respect my God more than anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not going to disrespect them, right? Yeah. But I can't help them in their cause, right? right? Yeah. So, so, so what, what Mufti Abulayf, uh, uh the video I saw, what he said was, and I'm only kind of paraphrasing. I'm going to try to get it as close as possible as what he actually said. What he said is, you know, that he thinks that that position is ridiculous mm-hmm. um, or nonsensical, something like that. And that... Which is just an adjective. is meaningless. Where's yeah, the right, actual right. argument? Yeah. What's that, his actual yeah, argument? And his argument was um, he thinks that we should support them and when they need support. And he didn't specify what that means. And then he said, Imam Alik was asked about a group of people who were doing incest mm-hmm. with like their siblings or something. Mm-hmm. And that Imam Malik's position in Medina Tul Manawara, mm-hmm. right, was that you should leave those people alone and don't, you know, harass them or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The fuller context of that is we're not talking about people in the Hijaz in Medina because obviously that's not happening in Medina, mm-hmm. um, at least not with the permission of the ulama. Yeah. But rather, Zoroastrians had a, a rare practice. Mm-hmm. It's not a common thing even among them, but it was a thing where sometimes they would marry a sibling. Mm-hmm. And it's a feature of their religion. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we let people practice their religions. Yeah. We let them raise pigs. We let mm-hmm. them make wine. Make crosses. Whatever. 
all the all of the features of your religion if they're features of your religion you can do them we're not we're not trying to tell you what your religion should be in fact we let you be kafirs mm-hmm. which is not, the worst which thing. was worse than that that's the worst thing and yeah. there's another point the ulama that wrote and i don't i've never seen him malik's fatwa about this but the ulama that wrote fatwa about this they still were very strongly against people for instance having Forget about adultery, even fornication, right? Unmarried couples having sex, they wouldn't allow that, mm-hmm. which is far less egregious than marrying your own child yeah. or sibling. So if it's a feature of the religion, we don't intervene. Yeah. But otherwise we do. And being gay and gay marriage yeah. and LGBTQI rights, none of this is the feature of any religion I ever heard of. Yeah. Unless they invent a new one, but it's too late. And, and furthermore, in those times, that was the governing body establishing a law that they will not go after those people, right? Who that's their religion, and they're not well, supporting it. Also, in your in in your video, you never said let's, let's go after people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said we just can't support <laughs> yeah. them in their yeah. bid yeah. to get certain rights the, from this government. The amazing, the amazing thing is that there are honest people everywhere. I had a number of gay individuals inbox me, tell me they watched the video, they were very unhappy to hear about it, but they had to respect the opinion. Right? They told me that people respect actually who think. They respect other ideas. And uh, in this case, Imam Malik, he's the, speaking from a level of authority, mm-hmm. or let's say the state in general, not interfering. This is not an analogy with a minority to support an idea that is forbidden. Absolutely. Imam, Actually, yeah. Our position is we don't interfere either. Yeah. If you wanna, We're not interfering you wanna, either. You want to yeah. go to the Supreme Court? Yeah, don't put go for it. We didn't file amicus briefs yeah. against yeah. it. Yeah. Which is, exactly. I'll tell you how Muslims should interact. If Muslims, um, and, and, uh, if Muslims want to interact, if they helped us, so therefore we should help them, the actual answer is, okay, well, if you guys are all supporting, because I'm, tell, I'm telling you, the, the LGBT, they're a lot, you know, they, they know exactly what they want, and they know what they don't want, right? You tell them, we'll support you in gay marriage, you support us in getting a polygamy law, right? Which, I'm, I'm married, and I'm telling, like, for example, for my wife, I'm not uh, about to go do that, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, in theory... yeah. That's how it would be. Look, listen, we'll support you for your, you, we support you for your game. Are they going to do that? Is the LGBT community going to say, yes, you guys supported us in gay marriage. We'll support you in polygamy. Is uh, it going to happen? They've actually, even the gay marriage support people, right? Yeah. The pro-gay marriage people before Obergefell, the decision from the Supreme Court that legalized gay marriage. Even before that decision, they were saying, you can't compare us to polygamy. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy stuff. <laughs> That's bad stuff. Now. <laughs> that came up and you know who brought it up is Scalia. I, I, yeah, Scalia brought it up, and he's and and the the lawyer in that in the in the in the case was like, no, 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 we know what marriage is, and that was so ironic yeah. that she said, we marriage has always been between two people. What? Actually, what is she talking yeah. about? Only for a small right? sliver of time yeah. in a very specific region. Yeah. Now, uh, before we continue, I just want to make a point. You know, nobody has permission to cut splice or take any part of our audio and use it in any clip without our 100% express written permission yeah don't go editing people's names and <laughs> moin talking about in the closet earlier <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. sound like something crazy yeah, yeah so uh if you would like to take anything y- you know you don't have the permission unless we tell you so you, you have to write to us asking for permission at podcast at safina society.org yeah. uh if you would like to share this 
you would you're welcome to share our links from our mm-hmm. Facebook, our you know pod, the iTunes podcast. podcast. In its entirety. Yeah, you're, you you can share the podcast in its entirety. Uh, but and that goes for all previous podcasts and all future podcasts. Unless you have our express written permission, you know, please do not take anything from. This. Yeah. So if you're one of these huge organizations, you want to do something like that, uh, just contact Moyen and he'll assess it if it's uh, yeah. Good for memory what did you TV, find? No thanks. Yeah, memory. T- <laughs> what did you find the name of that? No, movie? no. I, I, w- w- is it posted on your video? Like, it's who like, was it? One play, one umma or something like I don't know. Okay. One umma, that's what it was. Is it? I one, think it was one but umma. there's a P in there somewhere. P. I think the one puma. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? One umma. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. Pwn. umma. Yeah. Which which brings us to the point that to, uh, liberalism has its intolerances, and when Muslims feel guilty about having limits, mm-hmm. you got to realize. The, the beast that you are being influenced by, that mm-hmm. you feel intimidated by, which is liberalism, has so many limits. It's unbelievable. Of course it does. And they are so intolerant. They're extremely intolerant. And they have an existential problem, which is if, if your platform is tolerance, then how do you tolerate people who don't tolerate mm-hmm. your liberalism or yeah. who go against your right. liberalism, right? I mean, that's like the uh, me and Moeen were talking about the... Um, uh, the Google employee, right? Yeah. That he circulated a memo within Google that was not entirely in line with, you know, their their stances on things. Yeah. And so they got rid of him. They they canned him. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of like exactly what you're describing. It's like there's limits there's even limits. within that environment of anything goes. Yeah. There's limits. So the question is, liberalism is the freedom to do and believe as you please. Well, where are our uh, where is where is our right as well to disbelieve and not do certain things and believe that certain things are totally wrong, right? And that's true liberalism. Where, that's true liberalism. So if so, where is our right to do that in the liberal structure, right? Right. And and people usually say, well, okay, well, let's measure this ideal that you guys have that your your critique against your own sharia and say look at how many limits your sharia has well our response to that is that uh, the sharia of islam is very crystal clear from the get-go our critique here is that the idea that you're peddling is not even crystal clear not even finalized like you guys don't even know right what your theory is in sharia we're telling you this is the theory before you walk into the house this is the use of the rules in liberalism you guys have stated certain rules right but there are so many inconsistencies therein. Oh, there's yeah. a web of, yeah. of contradictions in that. Yeah. For sure. Um, so now I want to go back and I want to tie back into some of the ideas that we were talking about before. Uh, the first is, you know, Alex, that you mentioned the idea. We mentioned the idea of rationality and science and, and liberalism and some of these ideas of postmodernism really is, you know, Islam, although it might be, you know, in, in many regards, you know, you think of, for example, Musa alayhi salam splitting the sea. You might think of uh, heaven and hell. These might not be empirical per se, right? You can't see them, touch them, feel them, hear them. Uh, but they are very rational. Um, and, and Alex, you, you explained this um, before to us. Uh, you know, could you tell us, like, what, what, is, what is rational? What is super rational? As oh, well? yeah. So there, there's a difference between irrational, rational, and super rational. So rational is that which you can understand by use of your reason, right? And it fits in within a, log- a logical framework. Exam- Irrational. E- example. Well, like, uh, 
if I say, let me, uh, tell me if this is a good example. If I say that this uh, pencil exists, therefore, by reason, it doesn't not exist, right? Mutually sure. exclusive opposites. Well, yeah, that's even yeah. At, a, at a higher level, right? So that's like a actual like logical problem. Mm. Just the basic stuff. Like if I tell you that the sun is in the sky and therefore it's going to be, that's a rational argument. Yes, mm. the, the light, we have light in the day because there's a sun in the sky. Okay. All right. That's yeah. fine. That's rational. There's the irrational which is like the nonsensical. It's like there's three in one and pregnant and know. not pregnant at the same time. Yeah, all kinds of stuff, right? That are it's irrational stuff that you can't reconcile no matter what. And then there's the super rational, which is things that listen. There's no empirical proof for this. There's no way that you can test this. However, if you do this probability mm-hmm. test mm-hmm. based on other information surrounding this, more than yeah. likely it, it 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 could be tr- it definitely could be true, and yeah. more than likely it is. And just like this is the test that they apply for the Big Bang, for instance, mm-hmm. yeah. or for the expansion of the universe, for the existence of dark matter. Even the multiverse, although the multiverse one, I think, is actually irrational. doesn't qualify. <laughs> so the so the answer is that it's rational by the elimination of all other possibilities. So, for example, the idea that there must be a uncreated creator. Mm-hmm. When we look at the universe, there are only four ways that the universe could come into existence. Right, logically speaking, it came from nothing. It came from itself. It came from another created being, or it came from an uncreated being. So you can't say it came from nothing because nothing is the absence of all things, including the force that could bring it into existence. That's one thing. It can't come from itself because that would be like saying, can a woman give birth to herself? Right. So to say it came from itself means that it has to exist and not exist at the same time. And these are mutually exclusive opposites. So it's philosophically absurd. And number three, did it come from a created being? All you actually are doing is adding another link to the question. Right. And you end up with infinite regress. So you have eliminated as logically impossible the first three. Now, the fourth one, the idea of something existing that is uncreated is not, there's no logical inconsistency there, right? There's no logical inconsistency. So it's your handcuffed. You have to accept this fourth one. I'll do you one better. That's that Kalam 101. That's Kalam 101. (laughs) here's Here's something very interesting. So you know how most of us say, oh yeah, so the Big Bang Theory since about like, I don't know, the 1930s, I think, is the, or 1920s, is the standard cosmological argument as to where the world comes from, right? There's two types of Big Bang Theory that scientists, when they're saying Big Bang Theory, there's a little, there's a little bit of trigger going on. Talking about the show, no, I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> so the there's the Big Bang theory, which is the exp- the explanation of everything that's happened from the millisecond after the first moment, mm-hmm. 14 billion years ago, mm. the expansion of the universe, the 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 superheating of the, and then the cooling and the expansion and you know black hole, all of that falls into that theory, right? The actual origin of the universe. That one, they're not 100% on. There's no agreement on it. Some Mm. say it could be that it always was. They're back back to something that they had dropped before, which was the eternal universe, Mm. which is impossible. And it makes no no sense Mm -hmm. rationally. It is irrational. There's that. Some people say that there's the cycle of... Reincarnation, right? It's like reincarnation of the universe, right? It's like the Hindu universe, right? So it disappears, it eventually collapses, and then another big bang and it happens again or however it is that that it comes into existence there's um but then that would also be the same problem right like right. that's From an nothing. infinite that's an infinite, infinite history yeah. all yeah. none of it and works. it's also none coming of out of sense. nothing yeah. Yeah. Way, none of it works yeah. i don't understand it's really there's, it's prejudice yeah. yeah like they just the last the only thing they will never say is maybe there's a god 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to accept my religion for at first. Yeah. Let's talk about why you don't ex- even accept the idea of a creator. I don't have any proof of it. You don't have any proof of any of the other ways yeah. that this started. That's true. And so here's the thing. We don't need, break, man. And, and to, for starters, to take it one baby step at a time, don't even say God. Just say an uncreated cause, yeah. cause, an yeah. eternal cause, mm-hmm. yeah. right? A cause that exists outside of time. These uh, f- physicists, they really want to have big mm-hmm. imaginations, yeah. but refuse to imagine the possibility of a living, knowledgeable force that is beyond time and space. There's actually a video of Dawkins, and he and he talks about like you know why he would think it would be rational and probable that aliens came and they're the ones who first created the I, universe. I, I saw that, and, and it's like it is so it. silly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's him and Ben Stein, right? It, it's yeah. actually unbelievable that he said that. I was shocked. Honestly, like, he just doesn't want to believe. Yeah. By the way, just since you brought up Dawkins, yeah, one of the other things that they say because you said forget God, let's talk about one of the things that they insist on always doing is going gods. Yeah, right. Because they want to evoke this idea of fairies and mm-hmm. mythological yeah. creatures. And idols. and When well, Allah f- does not mean any of yeah. those crazy, yeah. stupid things that yeah. these people ha- had yeah. in their in their weird fairy tale religions. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they don't want to say God or a creator. They yeah, go, so yeah, gods and, you know, sprites. And this, and th- and this is why... <laughs> This is why so, they're so dishonest. Tenzi, we have to to, to, to to put in this piece of aqidah, which is really like, how essential is this piece of aqidah of Tenzi? Uh, tenzi, Imam al-Nawi says, is obligatory for every Muslim to observe Tenzi, which is the negation of any possibility of God existing, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala existing within time, space, possessing, uh, uh, you know, movement, moving, in other words, displacing from one place to another. Right, having any physicality, right? Four things that are impossible. Now, when you look at all the other gods that are presented in in, in religions, whether it be pagan religions, even Judaism and Christianity, none of them observe this degree of tenzi. Tenzi means almost sort of washing away of the filth, right? Yeah. Washing the way of falsehood. No god, even the uh, Christian god, which we respect, Christianity, right? And Quran says that they will be the most kind to you, okay? Because they're humble. And Judaism, who at least they have, they're monotheistic, right? Very monotheistic. They do not possess that the four negations that we just said of Tenzi, okay? Uh, which Imam Nawawi makes it crystal clear in his volume one of the Sharh of Sahih Muslim, right? That the negation of uh, bodiliness, existence in time, existence in space, and uh, what are the dislocation or movement from one place? Intiqal min makan in makan, hal ila mahal, right? This degree of tanzeeh does not exist. And this is why I'm not against people going and having meetings with, uh, people shouldn't get me wrong, with priests and rabbis and local people. I'm not against that. But the phrase Abrahamic religions is oftentimes sort of uh, inaccurate. It's a, it's, yeah. can, because, I, can, I, can I be more, I, yeah. I, I understand that this is not your, my position yeah. on that is, أعوذ بالله. Yeah. Ibrahim was a mu'min. ما كان إبراهيم يهوديا ولا نصرانيا ولكن كان حنيفا مسلما. And that is not the he did not believe those beliefs about God. Right. That any priest or rabbi. There's nothing thing. about the anthropomorphism yeah. found in traditional Judaism that's Abrahamic. Yeah. Yeah. Or anything about Trinitarian Christianity that's Abrahamic. Yeah. Or even Jesus. <laughs> When we talk of theology, for the people who love their deen uh, and their aqidah, the tenzi is what would you put it? You would put it. It's like, uh, it's like almost? no, it's no, it's the water, right? If if we're if if theology if religion is food, if a deen is food, 
And many times the Quran, the Prophet Sayyidina Umar, uh, uh, he had a dream of Sayyidina Umar, which Sayyidina Umar was downing milk, right? With honey. Prophet, Prophet Sayyidina said, it's deen, right? It's ilm, it's knowledge. So if our knowledge and deen is likened to food, the tanzih is like the water. It's in everything. Like water is in everything. If that's if the tanzih is soiled, the whole thing is soiled. And the and the if you have to have one thing, right, to know in the religion, if you have, imagine if you were like someone a gun to your head and said you can only go to the afterlife with one thing, it's as if you have to go to an island with one thing. What would it be? Water, right, to survive. It would be the tanzih. The tanzih in relation to the rest of the deen is like the water in relation to all of our food and our existence. So that's why it's always important. And anyone who really understands the deen will love, love the concept of tenzi and bring it up. You know, Shah Hamza uh, Yusuf, he had a he made a really good point once. Um, he was saying something about um, people who go, "Oh, you you're not a Darwinian or something like that, right? Have you read? The, have you studied it?" And he said, "You you should go to atheists and say, oh, you don't believe in God.' Have you read?" Have you read Imam Ghazali? Have you met right? Have you read Al Jawain? If you haven't, if you haven't understood the arguments and the proofs, then how can you say you don't believe it? And do you you remember the brother? uh, His name skips my mind, but he's actually a Princeton. He's a physicist in Princeton, and he comes to the Met to the Friday. I know who you're talking. I don't remember his name. Yeah, he comes to the Friday night gatherings, and uh, he's a a physicist in Princeton, and he always jokes that he's the sixth of uh, staff of five Nobel Prize winners, but he's the sixth. Uh, so and he hasn't. He was nominated, but he hasn't actually won one. He's Bengali, brilliant man, and he told me one of the things that he noticed about all of his colleagues who reject God adamantly. He asked him a very simple question: Have you read any holy book? Have you open cracked open the book that you're denying? Right, and they haven't even cracked it open. Right, they haven't even cracked open the Bible, let alone the Quran. Right, and right. Dawkins makes this huge mistake of thinking, and Sam Harris too, that. All religions is ba- or monotheistic religions are basically, you know, parallel to the Bible or, or biblical or, or Christian theology. Mm-hmm. They're forget, totally different. Forget about doing self study of the actual text. Yeah, read some of the read some of the scholastics. Yeah, so, or wow. read some of the Muslim theologians that were translated into English, and you'll yeah. find amazing brilliance yeah. that's irrefutable. But they they don't. Ghazali's uh, works, Ghazali's works on the philosophers are translated. The incoherence, mm, right? Yeah. It is amazing work. Well, and, and even despite, before the incoherence, yeah, Imam mm-hmm. Ghazali had his summation yeah. of yeah. the philosophers, right? Uh, which his textbook on the philosophers, yeah. Which and, the philosophers then said, "Yeah, perfect." Subhan. You understood us perfectly. Yeah. Then he did the. That's amazing. The, 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 yeah. Actually, one in debate. Sorry to cut you off, but in debate, uh, I came across one guy. He his method of debate was so amazing that he actually reconciled most people before they ever debated. So he would say, the, before you present your case, present uh, his your opponent's beliefs. the best In the best possible yeah, way, right? in yeah. the most accurate and best possible way, right? And by just by doing that, most people actually put down their causes, and they actually reconciled by themselves, because they ended up appreciating each other's ideas. Hmm. Yeah. It's very true. And um, now I, I'd like to close it off. Um, with just you know a, a couple of final points now we touched on the idea of evolution we touched on the idea of or really just science in general but that science cannot be 
the measuring tool of your iman, right? You mm. can't try to stuff the Quran into science. Um, and, uh, and, and also we, we touched on a number of topics and, and the last thing that I want to touch on, and, and I actually wrote a little blog piece on it on, on the podcast, uh, site since we were talking about rationality and irrationality, right? Um, something that, that I actually read, uh, in a book called Orthodoxy, GK Chesterton's very good book, um, that, that he brings up, it's, it's the idea of fairy tales, right? That when Cinderella, for example, it's, you know, the clock strikes 12 and, you know, she needs to go back home. Nobody who has ever heard of the, or, or read or seen the story of Cinderella asks, you know, hey, you know, why can't Cinderella just go back home at 2? Why, yeah. <laughs> why does she have to go back at 12? You accept the framework. That you, the yeah, author is, yeah, 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 absolutely. You accept the framework of the author. And I used to have a friend back in college and, you know, like we were talking about like our exams or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, like it, whatever I'm supposed to get is what I'll get. Like he was yeah. a straight hardcore atheist and yeah. he would just be like, he's like, this is nonsensical. And I was like, why? And he would just say, you know, because, you know, how can, how can it be that, you know, he's like, this destiny thing doesn't make sense. I was like, the problem is you haven't accepted the framework. Yeah. Like, when people in religion, they accept the framework, right? It's no longer- The original source. Yeah, it's no longer irrational. So for mm -hmm. example, uh, you have certain things in, in, in writing that we call the suspense of disbelief, mm -hmm. right? That when you see Spider-Man, you know that Spider-Man can swing a web, yeah. right? But it would be irrational to say that Spider-Man is going to fly. Yeah. I have a question. I'm sorry. Go for it. Is that like a power from being bit by the spider or is it like a technology? It's a technology. Spider-Man can't swing a web anyway. So like, uh, no, no, he no, gets no. bit. He gets bit by a spider. No, it becomes can't. part yeah, of his can, DNA. He can't, he can't spin a web though. Oh yeah. Oh, he can't right. spin a web, but he can. Right. That he is, can, he uh, canisters, that's right? in the movie. Yeah. So, so, the, so it's, <laughs> anyway. it's actually a mechanical device. Yeah. Because you know, no, no, it's, the way spiders spin their web, yeah. you don't want to do. You know, that there's on actually TV. a new. But he can like stick to the wall. Wait a second. Wait a second. In Spider-Man, he becomes part spider, and he could actually. Throw the web. There's not, not that's a, only not according movie. to the actual. There's canon. not a machine in his body. In the in the cartoons, there is actually. In oh, the there's a little machine in the comics. In the that's cartoons. ridiculous. Yeah, he's a the, By the, the way, before but I, there you go. There's an example. Spiders, right, of what you were spider webs about. are. They come out of the lower abdomen. Yeah. Oh, okay. By the, not out of the wrists. Uh, <laughs> by the way, in that case, which is I, <laughs> which? Which honestly, look at this. If you take Star Wars, and you were to alter Star Wars, okay. If you were to alter Star Wars and you were to make, I don't know, whatever in Star Wars, you know their cult following of Star Wars will go after you, right? Yeah. and Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't violate you. the, the you, tenets of the religion. If you, if you even change the theme song, okay, they'll go after you. Because why? Because people love structure. With Part what? of the thing is structure. <laughs> no, no, but, but it's true. And this is what I was getting at. It, it's, there's, a, there's a suspense of disbelief that you have in, in stories and movies. For example, you, you believe that, you know, a person could get bit by a spider and swing uh, and, and jump from building to building, crawl up a building, fight, you know, Doc Ock or whatever. Like he could do those things as part of uh, yeah. being Spider-Man. Now, that's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But what you don't... Which is necessary for enjoying story. the story. Yeah. Absolutely. In Cinderella, you suspend the disbelief that somebody could have a fairy godmother and, and a carriage that turns into a, you know, yeah. like a, a pumpkin that turns into a carriage. Yeah. You suspend that. But what you don't suspend... That's funny because in the story, she's also supposed to be literally a fairy godmother, like a supernatural yeah. force, and people yeah. can <laughs> accept that. But, but, okay, but, continue but, your point. But you, you have to accept it as part of the story in order to enjoy right. it. But yeah. what nobody, anybody listening to a story will accept is irrationality. Yeah. For example, right? You won't accept, hey, you know, let's Cinderella can just come back at two. No, she can't, right? Yeah. Um, 
the if anybody's seen the movie Speed, right? Yeah, uh, I see. Keanu that. Reeves, there's no way he makes that bus jump, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Like at the end, off of that yeah. platform. It's just it. The, the physics, <laughs> the physics of it are no, no, no. I've looked this up. There's a MythBusters episode. <laughs> I know. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, um, um, there's no like physical way to make that jump. And then any any most people that watch that movie, or if you're an adult, right, you'll think like that's ridiculous. There's no yeah. way he can make that jump because it actually goes outside of the suspension of disbelief. It's not yeah. within the framework. Yeah. And so I find it odd that people are willing to accept, you know, the framework of stories, yet they're not willing to accept that how can, you know, a man part the sea? Yeah. Well, if you had accepted the rest of the framework, uh-huh. it's just like saying Cinderella has to come back. I understand well. what yeah. you're saying, right? but I think but, people yeah. would argue that uh, those are fictional stories. Versus, they don't believe them anyway. Versus no, no, no. I'll tell you where the analogy works. Yeah. Is that an author has the right to make up whatever he wants, right? right? Likewise, this universe has an author and he has the right to make yeah. whatever he wants. So, for example, Spider Man has rules. Right. The rules of Spider Man, he could throw webs, but he can't fly. Right? right that's the rule so uh likewise uh other things like you said cinderella it's at 12 so the analogy works or where the there's a parallel is the control of the author right absolutely so likewise our world has an author right it has a creator it has a it, it has it has messengers it has rules and you have to respect those once you accept god and islam you're expect ex, uh, accepting these rules or these realities that he tells you. Yeah. Whatever he tells you, you accept it yeah. because you've already accepted him. you don't him. need to keep questioning that. It's yeah, like, it doesn't make it's sense like to a, question it. to continually go back. Once you've already accepted that premise and then when you talk to people, there's no yeah. reason to go back and constantly. It's like, you know, I remember, I forgot where I heard this, but it's like you walk in to like uh, the first day of class, right, mm-hmm. at university. And the guy's like, hey, I'm your professor. You don't come in every other day after that, and uh, and you're like, are you still my professor? <laughs> you know, like, are you still teaching this class? Yeah, you don't or, do that, or, right? Like, you've accepted that this is your professor now. And you don't and tell him. you don't him, need to continually question that every time you have the class. Yeah, and once you recognize that he's your professor, you don't need to question, does he have the right for everything in the syllabus, right. you know, that he put down? Yep. So, it's the same way one... Well, until you're getting your PhD. <laughs> <laughs> one time, <laughs> I came... Until you get an F on that final. <laughs> <laughs> one time, I was asked by uh, someone, well, isn't it demeaning to women that God created Adam first and not Eve first, right? So, I said, well, first of all, then how could you accept even that here, that Adam and Eve were created in that order you must have therefore accepted that God exists, right? Mm-hmm. That God, <laughs> yeah. and that God, the definition of God is justice and wisdom, yeah. right? Or logic and order. How do you know yeah. first is first and second is second? Like if, yeah. if you don't accept God and the, and the framework that goes with that, how can you even say that you And then the other thing is yeah. if the opposite were true, then why wouldn't you be concerned about her being created first? If it, if it happened like yeah. that, like why wouldn't or, you have a problem with that? I also asked her another question. <laughs> I also asked another question. Then well, forget the test. order. Forget the order. Yeah. Why not question the species itself, right? Why would we be created as species of co- that consists of matter, who can suffer, who die, right? Who have to reproduce, who have headaches, who get all these... Why don't you say, why aren't we created angels to begin with? And if they're created angels, then you should ask, well, why don't I have free will? So you'll have a nonstop questioning why, because you actually, and I, unfortunately I had to tell her, I think you have a doubt about the creator himself. You don't accept the creator himself. Because if you accepted him, his attribute is justice and wisdom. If I totally know 
that Allah Azza wa Jal, that my judge and the author of this whole thing has justice and wisdom, I don't need to think. I can sleep, right? I can relax because I know everything that will come from him is going to be good. Right? Also, there's a response for all of that, all those questions and stuff. As long as the person is at least nominally Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. You have to you have to really address them sometimes where they where you have to address people where they are right mm-hmm. and Jaladin al Rumi the 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 Mufti the the Hanafi Mufti yeah <laughs> Jaladin al Rumi rahimahullah you mean he was a scholar of the outward not just the esoteric a strict you mean he wasn't a perennialist absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not now the he has a beautiful line in one in one of his poems in in his diwan that. Explains all of that to those to people who have like these questions. For the one who knows that everything is from Allah, everything is the same. Subhanallah. Why man before? It doesn't matter. Doesn't make it. Is difference. it from Allah? Yeah. Say Alhamdulillah. And 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 Subhanallah. Those that there's a spiritual element there too. Of course. Is that you're directing your attention to yourself vis-a-vis the creation? You should be directing yourself to yourself vis-a-vis the Creator. And if you're good with the Creator, it doesn't matter if you're an ant. If you and the if you are have put I shouldn't even say good with the creator. Imam Sha'rani says don't talk about Allah as if like another person. Right. Speak about his rida, right? If you are in line with the pleasure of Allah and you have a, 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 and and he's content with you, right? And you're it doesn't matter if you're an ant, a snail or a king or an angel or what have you, the contentment with Allah and knowing him and being able to fi- to to face you know, uh, to to look at your deeds and be proud of them, and and proud in the sense that they're pleasing to Allah. It doesn't matter, and nothing else matters, right? right? And this is actually psychology too, because or psychiatry in a sense, because so many bugs that we have in our head that make people you know depressed or even crazy are eliminated, you know, by these types of beliefs. Yeah. So, um, alhamdulillah, you know, we're getting to a significant amount of time. Is there any closing remarks that you know you guys have? <sighs> Alhamdulillah. And, Alhamdulillah, uh, I'm good. I guess we'll uh, wrap it up. You know, thank you everyone for listening to our first episode of the season two podcast, the Safina oh, Society podcast, season two. Uh, we'll see you next time, inshallah. Oh, what, are, what are we doing? Twenty or twenty for the 20. season? We, what did we say? We said no, we're doing twelve and eight. No promises. No, no promises no, on air. We don't air. make any promises on air. Um, <laughs> but just to give them some structure like we we uh, did we we did make an agreement what was the agreement yeah, so the agreement is inshallah we're gonna have uh episodes until winter break and then okay. we'll take a mid-season break mm-hmm. and then inshallah we'll start again until the end of ramadan okay until so, ramadan comes right so yeah just to give them some structure so they have an idea can, can yeah, i just so give a shout out go for it to all to all the uh animal rights muslims i i own a cat it's not i own it <laughs> it's not my companion and i have it imprisoned and i've taken its freedom oh my god however that's what works best for this animal because yeah. i was gone for like three days last week and when i came back it was as if the world had oh ended and it, it, the sun rose again <laughs> so she enjoys the imprisonment and enslavement and it's not stockholm syndrome yeah it's an animal it's insane i actually <laughs> when i when i bought my cat i said uh, i'd like to purchase a cat i got a lecture Right, yeah. adopt. Uh, yeah, he's, I, I, should have I said, said adoption is haram in Islam, especially cross species. <laughs> you should have been like, well, you know, then I guess you don't want my money. Exactly, Just give me the cat. Exactly, <laughs> Just give me the cat. Unbelievable. I, I saw, I saw a bumper sticker. I, I, I almost had road rage. What is it? That? It was. It said, um, you know how people res- have rescue animals. It said, my dog didn't rescue me. No, my I didn't rescue my dog. My dog rescued me. 
Oh my what, is, what is wrong with your oh. life? <laughs> like, come on, man. But I, but, I, but I can see the sentiment in that fine. Yeah. No, like, I, I, I can't. I can't. There's so much. I can see the sentiment. If you need rescuing, turn to Allah I, I, or human friends. I, I could see that at some point someone can say, you know, my pet was my only friend for like a month. <laughs> that but happens I, to a I lot of people. So, I could see somebody saying, yeah, like, that's, okay, my that's dog good. Is yeah. from depression. Actually, like your only fr- if you if you have no friends for a month. That's actually a really good thing. <laughs> you might actually progress spiritually more than you ever have. In That's actually life. true. <laughs> so, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, see you next time on the Safina Society podcast. Yeah. <laughs>